Good morning. It is Friday, November 1st, 2019. And how are you guys doing this morning? I myself am doing just fine. Um, except for the fact my neighbor, of course, like I always complain about, is giving me a hell of a headache while I'm wide awake from his ass, keeping me up. Um, but still, it's the first of the month. I finished up all the projects my boss wanted me to do just in time and so that way he can pay me because I got to pay a lot of bills today uh let's see what is what's the big news you know here's the big news I'll get to later um Steph Curry the Golden State Warriors the three-point golden child um he broke his hand so he is out uh doesn't don't know quite how long he's going to be out, but he is out for the Warriors, so we'll see how the team... The team started off pretty rocky anyway, so I don't know how much this will have an effect, but I feel like a championship team is a team and not just Steph Curry, so hopefully they can overcome you know, a loss of him not being on the court. So I don't know. I'll get into that a little bit later. Also, I haven't really checked out... What has been going on on the news? I, I, I've been so busy, as you can probably imagine. Um, just I'm just right off the top reading this. Um, divided House backs Trump probe. Uh, resolution passes 232 to 196 to formalize rules for public phase. That's pretty. That's such bullshit, man. You know they could have they they could have opened up the doors and told us what's going on in the first place, but they didn't. That's how pathetic the Democrats are. I'm not really good. You know, I really have. I've been trying to avoid that whole impeachment talk big time because let's face it, it's just another one of those Russia bullshit hoaxes, and, and it just pisses me off because here we are. We're gonna have to, you know. Taxpayers are going to have to pay for it, and we're just going to have to hear it on our news, and, you know, fuck all that. Mm. Let's see. I'm trying to get... I'm trying to see what is else is going on here. This is kind of weird. It's in the local section, but I'll go ahead and write it. This has something... I guess this has a lot to do with the wildfires up here in the northern part of the state of California. Uh, why... Wires are suspected in fires despite blackouts. Uh, officials say that they would investigate utilities' use of power shutdowns to prevent infernos. Uh, I'll take a look at that. See if that's even worth talking about. Kind of sports mood today. I don't know why. I think the whole uh, thing about Curry breaking his hand got me. I'll jump starting on the sports. You know, and that used to be my big thing. You know, especially on my YouTube channel was, you know, talking about sports and, you know, giving out my predictions, my NFL predictions and stuff. I haven't even done that this season. I mean, I used to be really good. I mean, I was on that one website. What is it? Um, FanDuel? Man, I was making money off that website. That was really cool. 
I was I was the king on <laughs> on FanDuel. I was lit. I was literally living off of FanDuel easily. The picks were. I mean, at that time when I was using FanDuel, I mean, the picks were just that easy. I mean. Yeah, so, okay. So I'll just go ahead and go through the papers, check out the morning news. I got to get ready. I'm going to make an early break. And so this will probably be another short podcast. I've been making short podcasts. And, and just a reminder that this will probably be uh, the last of the daily podcast as I am going to be moving at the beginning of the next week. So I might not be able to release any pod- podcast episodes quite yet. Excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> Where's my coffee? Where the hell is it? Oh. All right, guys. So yeah, it is Friday. I'm going to try to figure out what I need. To, I gotta pay a lot of bills. Oh, I hate that. Don't you hate when you gotta pay everybody and their mother? Well, I ain't paying. I ain't paying nobody's mother. That's just a, a phrase. But I gotta pay everybody, and that sucks. But anyhow, so when I come back, we'll just kickstart this Friday, and we'll take it from there. So I will be back right after this short break. So as we all know, yesterday was Halloween. So I went out and about, and I was checking. I I, I was too bored to just sit around on Halloween. I usually love going out and going to parties and gatherings and stuff like that, but ever since I moved six months ago, I really haven't been doing nothing. I haven't been going to any 4th of July gatherings, Labor Day gatherings. Uh, there was a party I was invited to um, out in the Hayward area and uh, didn't get to go to that. It was just too far away. And so uh, I just try to make the most of it. And one of the things I like to do is go out and about and you know check out the costumes and see what's going you know i i live vicariously through the youth you know i like seeing uh the costumes and all the decorations on people's homes and stuff like that and so i kind of wanted to check out and see what was going on in this town as far as halloween went i went on a search looking for a haunted house uh even though i'm middle-aged i still love a good scare you know and so i went out and about and try to check out the get a sense of what Halloween was like here in this town that I'm in. I would tell you which town I'm in, but I just don't want to do that. I don't want to give up my location. So, so I just kind of uh, anyhow, I just went out and about and for a few hours, and it was pretty neat. So I actually recorded myself. Uh, I, I took a couple of segments where I kind of discussed exactly what I what I've been witnessing throughout the night. So I'll, I'll play that coming up here uh right now so take a listen well guys it is halloween tonight i am out and about on this halloween going through the night my neighborhood here and uh first thing i came across i don't know if you can hear in the background (laughs) they're playing the halloween theme with their stereo it's pretty loud but the trick-or-treaters are out and they're in full force so far i've seen some pretty cute outfits the usual traditionals you know uh, i've seen a princess and i think there was a power ranger i think they're still going off with power rangers right now but there was one that uh i came across just now before i started this little segment 
And uh, it's a kid. It's pretty funny because he's with his parents, right? The kid's probably... I, I can't even tell how old the kid is because his costume was the Stanford tree. Uh, you know, the Stanford tree. I, I don't know if he has a name or whatever it, it may be, but uh, it's the, you know, the mascot. You know, the guy dressed in the tree. Uh, you know, that runs up and down the field and all that shit. And there's a kid. I don't know. He's probably... <laughs> Probably only three feet tall. I don't know. He's probably just, you know, grade school age, you would have to assume. Uh, his parents walking with him. But he's dressed as the tree. I thought that was pretty funny. So far, that's the best costume I've seen. Not because I'm a Stanford fan or anything like that. But I just thought it was uh, pretty cool. Uh, and also, I'm walking up on this one house. Uh, these guys are cool. And this is before even Halloween even became a blip on my radar this year. Uh, I when I first walked by this house, you can tell they're into like the horror scene and stuff right off the top because in front of their house is a is a hearse. They own a hearse with a purple uh, like Ghostbusters type of siren light, you know, on top instead of a red light, it's purple. And uh, well, I don't know. There goes the tree. The tree is not the favorite one I've seen. This guy has a inflatable dinosaur. He's an inflatable dinosaur. He's a <laughs> like a Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a what is this? What is that? Tyrannosaurus Rex or a Raptor? But it's inflatable and he's it's a it's a pretty cool outfit. And he's standing right by his hearse. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. So yeah, Halloween is in full force. I think that guy has beat it right there. With the dinosaur costume, it's pretty big. It's about a good eight foot high costume. So, but it's inflatable. You can tell. I've seen those in the. I think I've seen it on Amazon. They have them for sale for like forty or fifty bucks. That's pretty cool. So uh, again, I just thought I'd just go walk around the neighborhood and start documenting anything I see that was kind of interesting. I'm looking for a, ha a haunted house, and I had seen one. In the middle of the weekday, uh, during the week, like on a Wednesday or something. Was it just, yeah, this past Wednesday, yesterday. No, it was Tuesday then, because it was the day before yesterday. <laughs> but anyhow, they had a haunted house and a party going on. So I'm going to go buy this house and, and see if they're going to, you know, have a haunted house again. Because I don't know, I might be, listen, I'm a middle-aged guy, I know it, I get it. But I still love haunted houses. They're just, you know, that's that child in me. I check it out. I love a good scare. Uh, they do have haunted, some really big, spectacular haunted houses, but where I where I move to now is absolutely way out of reach for me. I think they have the Pirates of Emerson. It? it was called Pirates of Emerson, and they had several haunted houses within it. And it used to be in Fremont, California, but now they moved it to the Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton. And that's just way far from where I'm at now. Well, everybody, Halloween is definitely in full force. They are out tonight. The trick-or-treaters are in full force. I mean, they are in packs. Or should I, I'll even go even further to say they are definitely in gangster mode. I mean, these guys are in full force in numbers around here. For example, I just... I'm over here right now. What time is it now? It is 8.15 p.m. It's about an hour. I've been out about an hour now. Just over an hour. 
uh, walking around, checking out the scene here in this in my new town, my temporary town, I should say, my temporary hometown. And uh, let's see, what, what can I say I've seen? Uh, what are the costumes looking like? Uh, I've seen a lot of Star Wars. Star Wars was definitely in full effect. A lot of uh, Milo, what's his name again? <laughs> I forgot his name. I did see an old Luke Skywalker outfit. I'm talking about the New Hope Skywalker outfit when he was on Tatooine. So that was kind of interesting. You know, you kind of you would see him probably uh, re- be represented with a, like a Ben Kenobi type of robe outfit. But no, nope. guy had old school 19 was that 1979 Luke Skywalker outfit on. Uh, I also see you know I'm seeing I guess the trend this year. It has been our inflatable dinosaurs, because like I had mentioned earlier that there was a guy, an adult guy, uh, he had one of these inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex type of outfit, and he's about eight, his outfit was about eight foot, but the one I seen just uh, a few minutes ago was a kid, like a toddler, probably about four or five. And he had an inflatable dinosaur, but with his, his looked like he was riding a dinosaur. You know what I mean, with those fake legs over the sides of the animal. And uh, so it kind of made him look like he was riding, you know, like a horse, but it was a dinosaur. And it was one of these inflatable costumes. So I guess that's a new trend. So that was pretty neat to see. I thought that was unique. A lot of Disney princesses out there. They are definitely in full effect. I think every young little girl out there was dressed as a princess or a queen or something like that. And that was very, that's very cute. What else did I say? A lot of um, effects. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like uh, around here, people really get into the spirit things. It's kind of weird because I walk up and down the street and during the day, earlier today, and I didn't see any of these decorations that came out tonight so i don't know these maybe people came home right after work and just set their stuff up real quick before the sun went down but there's a lot of uh, interesting halloween effects uh you know the dry ice you know the spooky smoke effect and plenty of strobe lights black lights creepy music so it, it's really turning out to be kind of a cool little night and i'm just halfway through it i'm gonna make it an early night i just like i had to get out of the house I just wanted to get out and, you know, check out the whole scene and just enjoy it. So, everything, right now, I am taking a break. I've been walking literally for an hour. <clears throat> I had initially walked out to the San Francisco Bay and was kind of enjoying the evening out there before I started coming back and dealing with all the the crowds. I didn't know, I, I didn't think it was going to be so crowded with people and, and kids, but... Uh, it it was they're out in full force. <laughs> uh, one group. The reason I, I was talking about you know how they're going out in gangster mode. This one group. It was actually as I got closer to them and seen you know they were they were just a a bunch of adults and kids. They're Asian a, an Asian group, and there had I'm not kidding you. There had to have been about. I got to be realistic about this, but it, you might think I'm just over exaggerating, but I am not. There had to have been between at least at least 30, if not 
up to 50 people in this group. And they are hitting houses up one by one. And I'm, I was, I stopped and I had to watch how they were going to, ha- how they were handling this. I'm telling you, right off the top, if you're coming to my house, if, if there's 50 of you coming up to my house ready to hit me up for candy, I'm turning off the lights. I am turning off the TV. I am hiding behind in the back of my, I'm in the backyard. I, I'm in the back room. I'm, I'm somewhere else. I'm not at that front door answering you guys. I, it would just drive me nuts. I mean, it would be kind of, I mean, I don't know if you, I, I think you just take all my candy right there and there'd be nothing left for anybody else, you know, but it was pretty wild. I, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of thinking like, why don't they just break up, break up into groups of maybe 10 or something like that? You know, I can see if you're, you know, trick or treating with a group of people, I mean, five people, uh, you know, maybe even 10 people, you know, I can handle that if you came up knocking on my door, but. 50 30 to 50 people I was like wow I don't know man so that's what I meant by going gangster on Halloween it, oh and also definitely the teenagers were out teenagers were out there uh, knocking on doors I, you know I was talking to a friend of mine what, a couple of days ago and we were talking about how you know teenagers are bold some teenagers are just bold enough to go knocking on your door Without even a costume on, they'll just come up, you know, with a with a you know, pillowcase and just go, you know, trick or treat, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I if I say if if one of those teenagers come up to my door and and start doing the trick or treat, you know, routine on me, and you're not even dressed up in a costume, I would just I look at that guy, a kid, I just point toward the street and I just say, dude, start walking back that direction, you know. You're not getting no candy. I mean, you don't even have the common courtesy to even put on some makeup or something, you know, or a mask, you know, cheap little $5 mask. You know, don't come knocking on my door for candy. But those teenagers, they were out there. They are bold. There was a few of those kids out there. You know, I could see if you're like maybe, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14. You're, you know, you're kind of getting a little too old for the trick-or-treat thing, you know. But when you start hitting like I don't know, 15, 16, 17, maybe even 18, you know, and you're just coming up knocking on my door, even if you were wearing a mask at that age, I, I'd say, nah, man, come on, kid, you should be you should be over there working at Taco Bell tonight, you know, making your own money and buying your own candy, not going up to, you know, people's doors and saying, trick or, trick or treat, sir, you know, trick or treat, you got any candy? You know, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. I mean, come on, I'd be like, you know, what the hell? What, you know, go to work. Go to Taco Bell. Go to McDonald's. Go to work, you know. make Get your own candy. It's for the kids, you know what I mean? So, I'm ranting about that. That's pretty funny. All right, so I just kind of wanted to check in with that. Haven't found a haunted house. A little disappointed by that. Uh, I'm going to go by the, that one street. Uh, where the one gentleman had a haunted house the other night. So I'm going to see if he's got that going. You know, throw him you know, a few bucks just to check it out. I, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's that juvenile immaturity in me that, that craves a haunted house to be scared. You know, I don't know why. It just got, it just, it, it's just, I, I need that youthfulness to come out of me, you know. 
You know, I'm with. I'm like that. I'm like that with roller coasters too. I'm. I'm a big roller coaster enthusiast. I love doing things like that. I just, you know, I love just being. I don't know. Stim stimulated. You know, in a fun way. So, <laughs> I don't know. But anyhow, okay. So I'm going to take a break right now. And I'll come back and get you updated on what else I come across this Halloween. <laughs> that was a bad laugh. <laughs> well, it's 9.30 in the evening on Halloween. And it looks like the trick-or-treaters, as quickly as they appeared, they quickly have disappeared now. Just that quick. And probably within a two-hour period. And they left a lot of damage. <laughs> you can actually tell that they did some serious work out here, those trick-or-treaters. I mean, there's candy wrappers everywhere. That's, I guess, about how it goes, you know. They start off around the 7 o'clock hour, right when the sun goes down. And it's like a big hour, hour or two of just non-stop kids going buck wild on the, on the candy scene. So they've done their damage. You see some stragglers out there, but for the most part, they've accomplished their mission. And I have to say, you know, even though I've only been out, what, about three hours maybe the whole time I've been out here, it's actually been quite nice, you know. It's really, it was really enjoyable. I, I really got to kick out a lot of the costumes I've seen and some of the decorations people had on their homes. You know, and it really kind of gets me thinking about, geez, you know, I, you know, I wish I can go back in time. You know what I mean? You know, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of living vicariously through watching children enjoy themselves. You know, going trick or treating, and it kind of reminds me and reflects on how, how much fun it was. You know, and uh, I don't know. It just, I wish I can relive that again. You know. Going with my friends trick-or-treating and, and, and going to all the haunted houses and eating all the damn candy and feeling sick at the, late in the night eating all the candy, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, I can't do that. I can't reverse time. So it was kind of neat to come out and you know just enjoy, see all the, the neat costumes that are out there and all the decorations and it was kind of cool. And it was really great to get away from my house. I can only imagine some of those poor trick-or-treaters and their and their parents going up to my neighbor's door. Holy smokes. They probably literally thought they were walking up to a haunted house. Because that guy is just straight creepy. So hopefully, hopefully they... You know, it was kind of funny because I had talked to my neighbor next door on the opposite side. And her and her husband lived in their property for about, oh, Lord. They said, I think it was like 15 years. And she'd said, you know, she never has her kids coming around where I live, on, on, the, on my side of the fence. Um, I guess people that lived before me were just kind of just way out there like my current neighbor. I don't know, but they, they always, I guess the neighborhood kind of thinks that the property I live at is kind of like a haunted house. I mean, she even compared it to it like that because it was never, the yard was never, you know, kept up, you know, and I'm, I'm the only one that seems to have kept it up. I guess the whole time they've lived there, she had mentioned that. 
Um, I don't know. It's just strange, but I, you know, moving out of that place is—it's it, just—it's uh, going to be a blessing because I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, the place is like—it's it, just—it has a really dark feeling, you know. It just feels real like because there is a story. There is a story I really haven't shared with you. Um, prior to me moving there, back in I think this was in back in the late '90s. I, I think I did mention this in my other podcast, but just a quick refresher. Uh, there was a, a kid who who got murdered right there in front of where I live, and it was done by a couple of other local kids that were having to be gangbangers and I guess this kid that got killed was a popular kid in the neighborhood or I'm at school at the high school here in town and uh, I guess you know he was kind of liked by some of the gals at the school and but the boyfriends didn't like it and just so happens the gangbang boyfriends did not appreciate their women you know being just platonic friends with this guy so they took it upon themselves to actually, you know, snuff him out and killed him right there. So, in fact, it was just, I didn't mention that just the other day they had a memorial over there. So it's just really kind of a really dark, haunted feeling. It it's always feels like it's haunted or something like that. And, uh, and it's kind of strange, it, it, you know, with all this talk of ghosts and crap like that and hauntings and stuff, I had... Uh, started watching these ghost things you, you ever see these shows with you know ghost hunters people who go out with you know and talk to spirits and stuff like that well i kind of figured you know before i move out of this place because i'm i'm gonna i gotta at least try to talk that there's got to be a spirit in this place because i'm telling you it's got to be an evil spirit because i'm telling you this place it just has a really dark negative aura to it so it's going to be a blessing to get out of there but you know what one day i should actually do one of those uh what do they call it um hmm oh those evps that's what they call it. electronic voice something phenomenon or something i think that's what it stands for and uh i don't know see if i could talk to some spirits yeah i'm almost close to home now because i'm finishing up my my evening walk here on halloween might as well try it maybe i'll record this session uh that would be kind of interesting but i don't have no i guess i could use this electronic recorder that i'm talking to right now but for the most part i think probably hmm I don't know. I'm sure they got an app for that. You know what? I might consider that. But, uh... It's kind of weird when the, the neighborhood kids fucking... They sit there and they... They say the whole place is just straight up dark and... You know, haunted. That's a whole thing right there. You are listening to the World of Games Podcast.
So there you go. Not the best man on the street type of reporting, but so I thought to, to share a little bit of what was going on in my mind and what I was witnessing. Pretty weird stuff. That that uh, the gangster gang, the gang of youth, or the Asian mob, whatever you want to call them, uh, that was pretty interesting. That was the first, I have to admit, seeing a group of people like that. But anyhow, so that was kind of how it went down uh, for a few hours walking around the neighborhood. It was pretty cool. All right, well, when I return... I might read this article on Bacuese returning back to their homes in Sonoma County. That's good news. And it says, yeah, about 200,000 evacuations were conducted, it says. So I'm going to go through this paper and the local news and see what's going on. Okay, so there is some breaking news. I just came back from watching my TV, and uh, there seems to be some sort of tragedy that happened here locally, and I have a feeling this is going to be nationwide. So you're getting it here first. I keep saying that you're getting it here first, but actually I got it from somewhere, so you're getting it here second. It's secondhand information, but it broke about half hour ago or less. Anyhow... <laughs> Basically, what has happened in the city of Orinda, which is kind of in the, I guess it would be in Contra Costa County of the Bay Area. It's just on the other side of the East Bay Hills in a nice little quiet, uh, well-to-do community. Uh, actually, it's a community where, of all people, Steph Curry, he lives in that community. And anyhow, they had a Halloween party last night, and, and I guess four people got killed. So I'm breaking it to you from Cron 4. And... Uh, let me just go ahead and just uh, read what they got so far on cron4.com. Uh, a neighbor spoke to, let's see, oh, here we go, excuse me. Uh, like I said, this is from Miranda. Uh, authorities are investigating after two, after four people, gosh, excuse me, were killed and several injured in a mass shooting at a Halloween party in Miranda. The Contra Costa County Sheriff's Office tweeted about the shooting that happened at a home in Lucille Way near Knickerbocker Lane just after 11.30 p.m. Thursday evening. Video from the scene showed multiple people being loaded into ambulances as others limped away from the scene and officers were also seen talking to people who were uh, who appeared to be hurt. A neighbor spoke to Cron 4's Will Tran and said he had heard gunshots and that people were reportedly fleeing from the party down the hill. He estimated around a hundred people were in attendance at the party at the Airbnb rental home. He said he and other neighbors had made noise complaint calls to police earlier in the evening after learning of the potential size of the party, which was reportedly advertised on social media. Officials said that the investigation is active and not released any further details. And this is uh, currently a developing story. So, like I said, it just broke about a half hour ago. It's just being released. So four people are reported killed and many injured. Uh, it, it's really unnerving to to hear that um, Airbnb is involved in this be, because I guess these people had rented the Airbnb for the evening and turned it into one big blowout, you know? Literally. I, I don't mean to use a, uh, <laughs> bad, a bad wording right there, but 
you know, they had a big party. And, you know, that's kind of the thing with Airbnb. I don't think I could ever be a person uh, that would give up my property or my home to strangers like that. I mean, just I've heard of other situations where people have, you know, thrown wild parties at these Airbnbs. And even at times, I think there was back in, what was it, a couple of years ago, there was a, a person that had uh, took up an Airbnb and lived and ended up living in there. And they had to go through some kind of legality where they had to talk, uh, try to evict the person. So, yeah, Airbnb is a bad move. If, if you're trying to make a, you know, a couple extra bucks, be a, you know, Uber or Lyft driver or something like that, or, or just, you know, flip a burger at McDonald's, but don't give up your home to Airbnb. I mean, people could do exactly what you were just, I'm just reporting right now, you know, somebody can, nothing good can come of it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying everybody that, you know, uses Airbnb is going to trash your place. I'm just saying that's the risk you're going to take, so... Unfortunately, four people killed. That is tragic. And this is not like your typical uh, East Oakland, West Oakland, North Oakland type of uh, community. This is kind of a well-to-do kind of, you know, tidy, whitey, richy, you know, type of community. So it's kind of weird to hear that uh, there's this type of incident going on over there. But, you know, Airbnb, like I said, you know, you, you never know what you're renting to so be very mindful of that so details of this story i'm sure will be coming out over time so when that does happen i will let you know until then let's pause for a break all right so just before i was about ready to go check out the morning news on tv I happen to come across this article right in front of my face on the front page of the East Bay Times. And it looks like uh, the powers that be. This this is an article by some guy named Casey Tolan, who's with the Bay Area News Group. And he's got an interesting story about Rudy Giuliani visiting an Apple store. And I think he's trying to tie in some sort of conspiracy theory with uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, dealing with uh, some foreign entities. So I'm going to read this article to you because I think it just kind of stands out. It's one I've never heard of. I'm surprised it hasn't even went out yet. It probably will go out in Fox News or something or more than likely like CNN or MSNBC will probably get wind of this story. But uh, you're getting it here first at 7.21 a.m. on November 1st. Breaking news on this little podcast. Well, technically it's not breaking news if I'm reading it from a newspaper, right? So... Who knows? I'm giving myself a little bit of credit. So anyhow, uh, here it is. Giuliani's errant iPhone move. Uh, Sad if it wasn't so disturbing. That's the title of this article. And like I said, it's by Casey Tolan of the Bay Area News Group. Uh, This is out in in San Francisco. The crowd of people waiting to get into the Apple store in Union Square on a Tuesday in February of 2017 included tourists, shoppers, techies, and Rudy Giuliani, the newly appointed cybersecurity advisor to President Donald Trump. (laughs) See how it's going? See see what direction we're going here? Uh, Giuliani showed up at the San Francisco store after being 
locked out of his iPhone just 26 days after Trump named him cybersecurity advisor, NBC News reported Thursday, citing interviews with two sources and an internal Apple Store memo. The former New York mayor had entered a wrong passcode 10 times and went to the store for help. A troubling move that suggests a sloppy approach to cybersecurity for someone so close to the president, experts say. <laughs> Might be on to something there. Uh, quote, there's no way he should be going to a commercial location to ask for that type of assistance. E.J. Hilbert, a former FBI cybercrime agent, told NBC, saying that Giuliani could be vulnerable to hackers and should have turned to White House technical officials for help. Hmm. You know, I have. I might have to agree with that. I, it, it, you know, if this story is true, it is a little interesting that you just walk into a public Apple store like that and ask a, you know, what are they, a bunch of teens and twenty-somethings working those uh, that tech area in those stores? What do they call it? Uh, the Apple Apple tech people? I, I don't know what the hell. They, there's a name for them. Uh, the news about Giuliani's uh, after multiple uh, visit to the Genius Bar, that's what it's called, the Genius Bar, excuse me. The news about Giuliani visiting the Genius Bar comes after multiple reports revealed that, but, that he butt-dialed them from his iPhone, including an NBC reporter who said Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer, left him an inadvertent message in October in which he heard discussing Bahrain and saying, quote, the problem is we need some money, unquote. Uh, on Thursday, Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat, California, called on the, state's the State Department Inspector General to open an investigation into Giuliani's activities abroad, citing the odd voicemail. You know what? Somebody needs to investigate her during her reign as Attorney General for the state of California because she's dropped the ball so many times while she was uh, the AG so I don't know what the hell she's getting her she's just trying to raise eyebrows and try to you know gain points and popularity for being president she's, she's basically falling off the map I hate her I, well I don't hate anybody I just dislike her um, quote these reports raise no but I just read that Oh, no, I didn't. Quote, these reports raise a number of serious concerns, especially given allegations that Mr. Giuliani is running a shadow foreign policy, Harris wrote in her letter to the Inspector General, Steve Linick. As for his 2017 appearance in San Francisco, a former Apple employee who was at the store when Giuliani sought help told NBC that the former presidential contender was waiting outside the store's glassy facade when it opened at 10 a.m. that morning. A tech helped Giuliani erase and reboot his phone. Though black t-shirt clad employees at the San Francisco store said Thursday they couldn't talk to a reporter or hadn't heard about Giuliani news, shoppers and tourists had a laugh over Giuliani's iPhone woes. Quote, that's not a shock to anyone who's ever heard of him speak on TV, said Mike McKinley, who carried two white Apple bags with laptops for his New York hospitality business out of the store. Quoting, he almost seems senile at this point. It'd be sad if it wasn't so disturbing. Unquote. 
if you're buying Apple products, you you probably need to have your faculties checked because last I well yeah pretty much the last I heard Apple products keep failing all the time and they're always having to be dealt with. Their operating systems suck from what I understand too. Uh, Mike Spark uh, Sparkable, a surgeon from Southern California who was browsing for a new iPhone before a lunch meeting, chuckled when he heard the news. Quote, it speaks to how the people the president chooses play fast and loose when it comes to security, he said. Whether you're talking about Giuliani's iPhone or about what they did in Syria. Now, my God. Jesus. You can tell her that, my God. Kay Prince, who was visiting from o Omaha, Nebraska with her husband, Tom, came to the store for a similar reason as Giuliani. She was locked out of her iPhone. It its face ID wasn't recognizing her. Quote, I'm not that kind of person. Not very techy savvy. But I wouldn't think he would be, she said of Giuliani. America's mayor. That's what he was. Now I just don't care. <laughs> that's what she says. And Casey Tolan wanted to throw that one. So the breaking news about that story is that Giuliani basically butt dialed his phone and he had trouble getting back into his phone and he was a cybersecurity advisor I guess that's what they said I don't know if that I didn't I don't even think he was he I know he was a, an attorney for the, the president but did Trump appoint him for cybersecurity I, I'm not too sure about that I have uh, to be all honest with you but okay so there you go Giuliani butt dials Locks himself out of his phone. He goes to an Apple store, and uh, you got a couple of unhinged people saying, "Well, look, it's all look what Trump hires." You know what I mean? Come on, grow up, people. Like you haven't had problems with your cell phones. You know what I mean? Granted, yeah, being a cybersecurity, uh, you know, being, you know, positioned, you know, having that position in the White House as a cybersecurity liaison or whatever the title was, uh, it was a little funny. Seeing how he can't get back into his iPhone. But okay. That's that. Alright, so I thought I'd share that story with you. It wasn't really anything breaking. It's just a kind of a humorous story. Alright, I'll be right back after this break. Alright guys, I just want to finish off today's podcast with just a little bit of an announcement that this will be my last daily podcast as I am going to be moving to a new location. It's going to keep me quite busy. Uh, it's going to be chaotic actually, so I'm looking forward to it, uh, but still, it's going to keep me away from doing some daily podcasts. So probably until I get settled in, for the meantime, I'm going to be at least putting out uh, two, maybe even three podcasts a week. Uh, but if it is kind of chaotic and I gotta, I'm going to be tied up so much in, in this whole move, uh, maybe I'll just do a Friday or a Saturday podcast, just one, kind of a week in review type of thing. So with that being said, I really do appreciate everybody listening to my little podcast. Make sure you go check out my YouTube video channel. Uh, World of Dan, God, my phone's ringing. It just kind of distracted me there. But check out my YouTube channel. It's World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, World of Dan. All one word, no spaces. 
check out my montage of videos of this, that, and everything else. Um, I plan on doing some unboxing videos that I've stored away that I just totally forgot about. So I've been so busy with this podcast and everything else in life that um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to upload those this weekend. So check those out. One's with a one-man uh, tent, camping tent, and the other one's my bicycle maintenance rack. And so take a look at it. You know, Give it a thumbs up, share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And don't forget to check out my podcast and subscribe to that too. Well, obviously you are checking it out, right? But you can find it on most of your favorite podcast uh, websites and stuff like that. So that being said, again, please stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Go out and take on the weekend safely. And if you got a couple hours, make sure you go out and do some volunteering. It's a great thing to do. You meet new friends. It's a great way to get back, give back to your community. So I encourage that. I mean, I like doing it. You know. That being said, thanks, guys, for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Peace out. Oh,